Welcome to the Bob Microsoft podcast. Uh, here we are in sunny Vancouver, his perfect GMI. And as you can see, we're approaching our first. And um, with the beautiful scenery behind us, now you may have to stop at some point, you know, when planes take off. They're very, very noisy, just PC planes. Yeah. And so I guess this is our first IRL podcast. So hanging questions from previous episodes. You are, in fact, real, not AI. I am <laughs> yeah, and wrap it up. So we are a day removed from the last session of GMI. Great two and a half day meeting. Well organized and run by Will and uh, Emma Griffith. Whole host of topics. Kind of curious, even on your first kind of immediate feedback takeaways from what yeah. just happened in the past couple of days. Well, a global microbial identifier. This is the 13th generation that yeah. was founded what about 12 years ago, I think. And they had a few, you know, Nursery years, multiple uh, times a year, but this one is the first one. What, 2019? I believe so. I think in so, uh, really. Yeah, obviously, some stuff happened in between. You know, we all know about that. We don't need to go over it. But, uh, you know, we're still facing similar challenges even to this day, you know? Absolutely. And I think that uh, with GMI, a lot of the intent was to focus on these main challenges and bioinformatics of the for public health. A lot of which is focusing around data sharing, and that was kind of the topic to discuss. So some of the same topics that they were discussing in 2019 still persist today. But I think a big thing, at least on my takeaway, was that there's also a lot of solutions that are now have matured over the past couple of years, and we're seeing success, successful implementation from you know some of the folks in uh, MDU across Austraca and everything that kind of encompasses that huge conglomerate of an academic uh, and public health government collaboration under uh, Ben Howden there, uh, presented by Thorsten, also in Canada with Irida that was presented by Gary, and then some of the work that we are involved in as well with respect to Terra, DocStore, and its implementation across uh, Southeast Asia. So there was, you know, as much as the challenge there that it was kind of frustrating looking at those same challenges for as long as we were looking at those same challenges, there's an aspect of, all right, there's a new rung to the ladder of progress, and we're watching things kind of in some way mature towards similar practices. I felt that same way. Yeah, I mean, it seems so easy, like sharing data. Oh, just make it go public. But, you yeah. know, actually, it, it's hard because you can't make everything public. Uh, there's different laws, there's different countries, there's different things need to restrict it, different uh, ways we need to do it. And everyone approaches it differently. You know, some countries only want to share, like, the absolute minimum, uh, say, CGM must be a Leo, uh, you know, or give away everything. And then, of course, and political and private data would really don't want to get out there, you know, and identify people like that be and uh yeah, it's a, a challenge. So it is nice that things are moving so yeah, people are talking they're trying to have a global auction. See page actually uh, a big thing. Um obviously the organizers are helping mm-hmm. also um trying to get paid which about you know trying to get a global solution rather than everyone, you know, doing their own thing. That was good to see. I'm glad there was a lot of overlap. I mean, there's obviously a lot of overlap with a lot of these different initiatives, like GMI, Phage, and the like. So it was kind of nice to get all in the same room to yeah. some degree and figure out what the overlap is of one of the redundant yeah. efforts that maybe we need to avoid as well so we can kind of have a cohesive plan forward uh, without too much duplication of tasks. And, and Because I think if you're outside of the it feels as if it's competing, but really it's all meant to be collaborative and in the same line. So yeah. I think that was important, especially the strategy meeting that Ruth, Josefina, um, and, and Emma were all a part of it throughout my life. It's nice you had all the big bears, you know, you had yeah. people from the major archives like uh, NCBI and uh, EBI there, big 
So then you had, you know, the major uh, suppliers of data, you know, so CBC, FDA, the Canadian uh, Public Health Lab, you had, um, yeah, just all, all the people you really wanted around, the people most passionate with data sharing, about solving these issues and coming together, you know, rather than the way like uh, Gollum, you know, uh, it's about just sharing and making better use because, you know, when you get an outbreak of something, particularly in food, it can affect uh, the country very, very rapidly because of our complex chain. And uh, you do need to know that what you have here and is causing problems also with five other countries, you know, yeah. where you can find a couple of links. It's so hard, like with the well-traveled salad. <laughs> the famous slide of the well-traveled salad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's that's why these uh, global meetings are always so powerful because uh, it's an interconnected community. Uh, there is no them. There's no borders for the infected. I think it's really important to see these kinds of meetings, bring people from all over the world to discuss these same challenges, impact us all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, the Asia-Pacific representation is amazing, especially the ability to pulse international. And fortunate enough to be a part of that. Uh, and what was also amazing about this conference is, as always, you just see people in person. Big term, yeah. We, I mean, we've also had so many virtual meetings over the past few years, and virtual conferences are grand, but, you know, it's not the same meeting someone and actually spending time with them and you can see the body like, see exactly what they're thinking uh, in a different way, you know, and get a real sense of, are they giving you planet <laughs> money? Actually, you know, this is different. Truly funny. Wait, this is nice. And this has been done. And we're here yeah. at, wait a second, though. We're just landed, friend. <laughs> yeah, so we had to take a break there for a plane uh, landing, um, as, as you do, you know, in the middle of a city. Yeah. Right. Anyway, you know, like, really lovely, like, uh, and yeah. a great venue for them. And, and that was an important part, I think, that Emma and Will did a great job integrating this uh, regional practices um, into the conference from the sort of land acknowledgement from the beginning and, and the respect for the First Nations and even having a dedicated ses- session uh, from First Nations represent, uh, representatives to talk about data sovereignty. I find that very fascinating because, you know, each country has different things, uh, different issues. And that was just eye-opening, just the way people were thinking about it. Um, particularly because, you know, we collect a uh, sample of them in public health often you don't need consent because it's uh, of greater importance to, to the population. But actually the issues involved, you know, when you have these uh, marginalized communities who've been uh, historically persecuted, and then, you know, if, if you get a sample from that area, you absolutely know it's going to be a conversation for a group. And yeah. so you have to be so careful with, uh, with metadata and release and uh, getting permissions when you do research or public health as well, you know, because you, what you don't want is people going, oh yeah, they're, they're the disease carrying, you know, guilty yeah. people totally on through. It's, uh, so yeah, you have to be so careful, uh, in different contexts. I guess in, in the UK context, there is more, more communities and, um, they are, protected by law as well, but there are different these. Is that the same in the US? Definitely. But, I, but again, the, the, the regional specificity of how it's treated here with the First Nations population is definitely something we can work way better, way more on in the US. It's not not to that same degree. I, I don't think we, well, there's a lot I think the US population can learn uh, from the Canadians in the way that they really have those opening land acknowledgements to respect the peoples of, the, of this area uh, in the way, you know, so, acknowledge even the historic atrocities that have happened to these people and in yeah. some way try to ensure that these people are really included uh, into the discussions we're having that do impact their communities pretty explicitly. And I really like to talk uh, with people actually working with First Nations mm-hmm. uh, under data and data governance and uh, data protection. Like, 
that's absolutely critical to our discussion because you know on the one hand we're saying oh share everything yeah and then the other hand it's like well this actually has real world people who are marginalized persecuted and that it's from a level playing field you know we need, we need uh sensible ways of sharing data that don't harm and while also protecting the population and you know it's a balancing act and it is good to have uh, people I think that was that was a big thing. I think that was well represented at the conference. There's different voices, different opinions, um, and different ways to approach the same problem. I think again, in looking at all the technical progress, this is something I know Joel that the technical challenges are insignificant relative to the policy perspective. Yeah, because that that's the main bottleneck. I mean, is yeah. is ensuring we're invoking a policy that is appropriate to everybody involved. Act there. So to to do that, you need that common form of communication that's represented, respected, uh, and then ultimately informed. So I think we're seeing that. Yeah, I think someone did mention that uh, they, they wish they'd started the kind of governance bit first because that took so long compared to technical. <laughs> you know, as computer scientists and, and uh, developers, we think, oh yeah, well, that, that's an easy problem. Yeah. You know, there's a database and a website or whatever. <laughs> but actually, you know, it's it's the getting a lot of different word moving center at solving those kind of complex human challenges yeah you know that's so much harder so that was a major topic uh and and, and i'm curious if you want to relay some of the talks you were involved in uh collaboration you were having with lebanon yeah and uh lmic hic so i was uh during the pandemic hopefully uh, i was working on that and we had collaboration with the lebanon and so we gave joint talk uh sima gave a talk on um from the lebanese and um, on her work on SARS-CoV-2 and the surveillance of the country. And uh, then I gave the second half talk because we joined the work on this. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to get the secret they could be, even though they had the sequencers, they had the people, they had the labs. It was just that uh, final hurdle. So what Mike Smart did was definitely add, we got a, we did a load of sort of like 900 samples, which penciled it brief ourselves for a country at that time and uh of course we released it all publicly uh, with the consent you know on uh, GenBank and uh ena for the raw data and it's nice because it, it uncovered uh different patterns that people you know weren't necessarily aware of because with, you know surveillance by higher death whereas previously they're doing they were with surveillance they could get um which is not equal you know did you know that uh, another country us five times than in America. I have heard that stat. I'm always continuously surprised at why that even is a thing, but that, that's the yeah. truth throughout uh, most parts of the world. And they're trying to get these kinds of reactions. It's crazy. Like the people support. Right. In that crazy multiple, absolutely yeah. insane multiple. So no, we gave a joint talk there and it was nice because we all face similar challenges. Like, we can actually Airship bar, and that is medium. How many times? Uh, All right. Anyway, that was first. Another way to I think you know. I think we're gonna cut it there because it's a bit noisy as well. But it's been great to actually have one day law. Yeah, yeah, person. absolutely. Because it's very different discussing it in person than it. Wait, we got a bit of quiet window, so we've got to hear it. Is there anything that you were was surprising? Will you learn throughout this? Major takeaway to be 
she conveyed back uh, from GMI. Data sharing, hard. And it's not a solved problem. And it's going to be something we're going to struggle with for a long time. And if we don't fix it or we, we don't address it, then we're just going to end up with data locked away silos that no one can access. And that damages everyone. I concur completely. And I think my major takeaway isn't necessarily a lesson learned, but a, a sort of doubling down on something that is traveled up again. And something you mentioned as a recommendation at your talk is a lot of the value of these conferences is meeting people in person, going out for drinks, for dinner, or whatever it is to just kind of get to know people on a human level. Because it really kind of reiterates that this is a community of practice, of practitioners that are all trying to solve this problem as opposed to just drones on the computer screen that you see through. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought that this was a great conference. Very glad we attended. I got to present a lot of our work. got to learn a lot about what's going on through the community and then kind of part in those relationships with people that uh, we, we work with and, and get to work with throughout our careers. And that's a good So we'll call it a day there. All right.